Welcome to the In His Image podcast, a series from Christian Concern with me, Paul Huxley, and Ben John. We'll be looking at questions raised by the book In His Image by Stephen McCoyd and seeing from the Bible how God's design for humanity is good news for individuals and society. On this episode of the In His Image podcast, we're going to be looking at the question of following on from last episode of the need for moral foundations and the areas in society where we're seeing our culture move away from God's ways, norms, and standards. Paul's going to read for us Romans 1, verses 20 to 25, and we'll be focusing in this episode on verses 23 to 25. But since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator, who is forever praised. Amen. So we're going to be thinking today about how these verses help us to understand and critique contemporary culture and its moral confusion. You may want to pause and reflect and have a think about what these verses tell us or how we can use these verses to think about today. So Paul, what are some insights you think we can have from these verses? The first thing to notice about these verses is that everything's downstream from suppressing the truth um, about God that we talked about in the last episode. Uh, verse 21, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. And then it goes on through the rest of the passage saying, therefore this happened and then this happened. And everything starts with that false knowledge of God or not recognizing the truth about God, not recognizing um, his goodness, not recognizing his pattern. And specifically there it says, not glorifying him as God, not praising him, worshiping him properly not giving thanks to him, and instead their thinking becomes futile, our thinking becomes futile, and our hearts get darkened. So our, our heads, our minds, and our hearts are turned dark towards God. Um, and then the other stuff all flows from that. What really strikes me is actually the parallels with the fall. We see in verse 22, it talks about Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And it reminds me of Eve when she looked at the fruit. She, I think she said she, she saw the fruit and saw that it was good to make one wise, as the serpent had lied to her about, you, you know, if you have the fruit, you'll be like God. And it really shows that this goes back to that, to the fall in the way that our desire is to be like God. Our desire is to make ourselves like God. And then, as you pointed out, the consequences of that are God handing us over to our sinful desires. And in reality, what God is doing there when he hands us over to our sinful desires is giving us what we actually want. 
We're saying we want a world where we're God. We want a world where we set ourselves up as God. We want a world without the true and living God. And God is saying, okay, you can see how it turns out for you. And he hands us over to our sinful desires of our hearts. And so his common grace, that that restraint on evil in our lives, on society, in communities, he, he releases that as we pursue our own ways and pursue depravity. I'm picking up on a couple of things from that. The quicker we recognise the bad consequences for our disobedience, the better. Because we, get, we, we stop this path of going on and on deeper and further into this rebellion against God. So that's just one, one thing to note. We need to recognise when we've gone astray that it causes bad things to happen, causes more bad things to happen and recognise the path we're going down if, if we're choosing uh, that disobedience. And second is, we, we get told that Christians are obsessed with sex and we only care about sex, sexual types of sins, particularly at Christian Concern, we get told this kind of thing. And yet here in the Bible, we go straight from our false knowledge of God and suppressing the truth about God to sexual impurity. It's one of the main things mentioned throughout this passage. Verse 24, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to what? To sexual impurity. That's the first thing there he mentions. So we can't treat sex and the way that we use our bodies as this minor secondary niche issue. It's right at the centre of who we are as people, as sexual beings made in, made in the image of God, male and female. Certainly. And so we shouldn't then be surprised that sexuality is one of the key issues that is in conflict with us today. It's one of the earliest ones and the first ones. And of course, you know, there's always been heresies throughout history and, and, and various trends, you know, if we go back 100 years, you know, various questions about, you know, theological liberalism and things like that. But for us today, we're seeing that it will be the sexual immorality. It, it, there's not a Christians for liars campaign, or there's not a Christians for stealing campaign, but there is a Christians for sexual immorality campaign. And so it really ties in with this. And, and really, we see this throughout the Old Testament, where a lot of the rebellion of Old Testament Israel was really related to um, idolatry, sexual depravity, cult worship, and prostitution. And there was a constant theme there. And what we're really seeing is, is a modern version of that type of idolatry. Dr. Peter Jones from Truth Exchange has a lot to say on this particular topic and this particular passage. He talks a lot about verse 25 there they exchange the truth about god for a lie he says that it's better translated the lie and argues that there are two ways of thinking one is that god is transcendent and we and everything else is different and that we must worship god who is different from us and that's the christian position of course and that every other kind of thinking comes under worship of the creation. And he talks a lot about how our views, views on God 
very naturally relate to the way we think about sex. But I don't want to get caught too much on just the sexual aspects of this passage because there are other um, other things going on in the in society now. Uh, going back to our question. Um, that come from all of this. So what else do you see in this passage, Ben? Well, part of the idolatry that they talk about, the exchanging the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. And maybe in the context there, it's a little bit more about physical idols. Um, But we see that kind of idolatry today in all of our false worship in the world and in society. We've denied that humans themselves are made exclusively in the image of God and that you know all of us are all create all creatures are made in the image of God and I think we see that in in some aspects of radical um, human rights activism or environmentalism which is really denying um, who humans have been called to be and ultimately elevating uh, things like the creation or mother nature onto a pedestal that should be worshipped and that's a that's quite a literal Uh, take on this passage on verse 25 worshipped and served created things rather than the creator well we could take that in lots of directions we could talk about materialism and by that i don't just mean scientific materialism where we're saying that everything is made up of stuff um but i mean worshipping the gods of amazon and the things that amazon can sell us and other other shops are available of course but we put our trust in things. We love things more than God who gave them to us, which is going back to verse, um, verse 21. It's that lack of gratitude, lack of recognition that all we have is from God um, and that it should be in its rightful place under him as something we can use to worship him rather than the thing to be worshipped itself. We also see it in the way that we worship ourselves. Modern identity politics is all about this is who I am, this is me, uh, this is what I want to do, not about what God called me to do or what are God's ways for my life. And so it's really an, a, a different, it's a, it's a slightly different form of idolatry. It go, again, goes back to what Eve wanted to do. She wanted to set herself up um, as God. And so we see that now in, in such, as you said, the materialism, the consumerism is all very me centered, it's self centered. Um, and with sexuality, it's all about what I want to do. This is how I feel, and this is what I'm going to do. And that's really a, a form of idolatry. It's a form of self-worship. It's about saying, I define, my, I define identity, I define morality, and not submitting and coming under God's ways. And if we carry on reading the passage beyond, beyond the verses we've just looked at, then we see this sexual sin going on to other sins um it says that people have become filled with every kind of wickedness evil greed and depravity full of envy murder strife deceit malice gossips slanderers god haters insolent arrogant boastful i mean who would want to worship something like that you know if we think about if we want to worship something that looks like us or looks like created things that's not worth worshiping and so as Christians, we can delight that the God we worship, who is revealed to us in Jesus, is so much better, is so much more worthy, is so beautiful, his words are wise, 
His words are true, and he is the only way to actually be right with God and to receive eternal life. Absolutely. What this is all about is just coming back to Jesus, coming back to God, knowing that he, he, he wants us for himself to worship him, to glorify him. We see not just in our society today, not just in Romans 1, we see the Old Testament cycles is of cycles of covenantal blessing and curses. And we know that God uh, will bless uh, those of us as we as we turn back to him, not just as individuals, but as communities, churches, nations. As we turn back to him, he will welcome us back. That gospel message, we repent and believe in Jesus. Repentance is part of the gospel message. And so turning back to God, we find forgiveness and we uh, find our lives changed as a result. And next time on the In His Image podcast, uh, we'll be looking at the Ten Commandments and how that can flesh out some of these things, how um, those ten words given to Moses um, are full of wisdom that can be applied to our society today. So I hope you join us then uh, next time.